Uh, if you won't quit, That's right. just seek. If you'll seek, you'll find. Um, maybe just a special message for today. We'll see. Ephesians 6 and verse 10. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Why don't you say that out loud? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of of his might. Let's say it another couple of times. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Another time. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now you'll find numerous places throughout the Bible the Lord admonishes us directly from him through an angel, through a prophet, through a minister, he would tell the people, tell his people, be strong. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Be strong. Somebody say, be strong. Be strong. Now, when we hear terms like this, be strong, People tend to hear it as encouragement. But with God, it's so much more than encouragement. Uh, Most people on the planet use their words to communicate. They use their words to express themselves, how they feel, or to communicate to other people what they're thinking or feeling, etc. And with, with many people, that's the whole of it. Not God. God uses His words to create. Yes. <laughs> when He's talking to you, He's not just communicating with you. His words do things. You don't just hear them. They get in you. They move around. (laughs) They change things. And when he says, be strong, it's not a pep talk. It's an infusion. (laughs) His commands are enablings. His commands are empowering. When Peter said, when he was, they're out there on the, on the sea, and he said, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. And Jesus said, come. That's not just an invitation. Why? Because prior to Jesus saying, come, Peter could not walk on the water. But when he said, come... Not only was it an invitation, it was an empowerment. So that when he acted on it and stepped out of the boat, the word come became power, became solid between the bottom of his foot and the top of the wave. So he's walking on the water. I guess technically it was something else he was standing on. 
He did walk on the water, but what was holding him up? So when the Lord says, be strong, we, we don't need to hear that like, yeah, yeah, I got to be strong. Mm, I'm going to uh, be strong. No, no. We need to realize strength comes from him. And when he says, be strong, he's not just admonishing us. He's ministering strength to us. So when he says, be strong, you need to go. Take it in. Be strong. You need to say, thank you, Lord. And take it in. Hallelujah. Be a receiver. Now notice, be strong how? Put up that again on the screen for Be strong how? Be strong. Everybody say it out loud. In the Lord. And be strong how? In the power of His might. Now this is so significant. I don't care who you are, how strong you are mentally, emotionally, physically. You can run out of your strength very quickly. You may not think so, but you just hadn't been pushed far enough. Everybody, everybody has the place where they run out. You run out of your ability to keep being strong, to keep going on, to keep persevering. You can run out, and sooner than you think. If you don't think so, you just hadn't been in a situation uh, significant enough yet to challenge you. And if you've been around for very long, you've experienced it. You get to the place where you're out. You're out. And, and if it's up to you, you're going to quit. Or, you know, or just fall. Just fall where you are. But where our strength ends, his is just beginning. And there is someone in us besides us. Your house, excuse me, your body is the house of your spirit, your human spirit. But somebody else lives in your house. It is not a single occupancy house. <laughs> Come on, somebody say, my house. Is not, is not single occupancy. Single occupancy. What does that mean? Somebody else Amen. lives in here yes. besides me. Yes. Who, pray tell, <laughs> is in there with you. Greater, greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. Oh friend what a statement. What a statement. What a statement. That means no matter what. Comes against you out here. The one who's in you. Is stronger. Bigger. Wiser. Greater. Oh, it'll help you immensely. 
at times when you feel weak to just lay your hands on yourself and say, Greater, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The greater one is in me and the greater one lives big in me. Somebody needs to say that. The greater one lives big in me. Now, I may have you say some confessions today. Is that okay? Now, if that sounds strange to you, it's not because we're doing something new. It's because many churches stopped doing something even centuries ago that the Lord told us to do. He is, Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith, and he is the apostle and the high priest of our confession. Of what we say. He works with what we say. God is a spirit. A speaking spirit. And he creates with his words. And you and I. Are made in his likeness and image. And we're supposed to imitate him. As dear children. And speak like he speaks. And release faith. Like he releases. The Weist translation of Ephesians 6.10 says. Be constantly strengthened in the Lord and in the active efficacy of the might that is inherent in him. Be constantly strengthened in the Lord. Notice, uh, this is not something that just happens once in a while, every year or two. This is something that should be going on all the time. Constantly strengthened. How? In the Lord. And in the active efficacy of the might that is inherent in him. This is the power that's in him. The power that's in Jesus. That quickens him and sustains him. We have that in us. The life that is in him. Well, this supernatural divine life, God kind of life, Zoe life, where did it come from? It's his. When you and I were born again, the life that's in us didn't come from this world. It came from him. It's the same life that's in him. The life that's in him is in me. And that's where my strength comes from. It's not how strong I can be. It's how much I receive of his strength that's in me. Say it out loud. It's not how strong I can be. It's his strength in me. It's his strength. In me. Go with me if you would to Second Corinthians. Somebody is going to get quickened this morning. <laughs> Several somebodies in Branson, here, online, people that watch and listen to this later, tonight, tomorrow, next week, going to get quickened. The Spirit. Of resurrection 
is alive and well. Hallelujah. And he still quickens. He still quickens. Hallelujah. Someone said, what's a what quicken? Quicken. You think about quickening. What's a quickening? A zap. Does anybody know what a zap is? You know, you got these electrical outlets around the wall here. You go to poking something in there that you shouldn't poke, like a pocket knife or coat hanger, you will get a zap because there's power in there. Now, the power, you it's like there is no power, but it's there unless you do something that allows it to come out of there and come on you. <laughs> and you couldn't say, well, I'm waiting on the electric company. I don't see any power. I don't feel any power. It's there. Is it there? Running to every one of these outlets. It's there. It's there. All you got to do is plug in. Plug in. And allow it to flow from there into you. Now when it comes to that kind of power, you don't don't want to get zapped. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit... There are no adverse effects to getting zapped. Somebody needs to say, I'll take a zap. I will. I'll take a zap. (laughs) Zap. If the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, and he does, he that raised Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal body. That's this one. That's not later on. Later on it's going to be immortal. He'll quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. Hallelujah. Listen to 2 Corinthians the 12th chapter and you'll see Paul there was a time in his life where he was experiencing some weakness and he didn't know how to make progress in it. He kept pleading with the Lord to do something about it. But he wasn't making progress that way. There are some prayers God can't answer. I know that sounds strange to people, but you say, well, God can do anything. He can't lie. Are y'all with me? It's Bible says he can't. It's impossible for him to lie. And so anything that violates his word and contradicts what he said and done, he can't do. No matter how much he cares about you or how much you need it, he can't contradict himself. We don't, we, we, we've got to quit trying to get him to adapt to us. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> I know when I was... Uh, First starting to work with Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr., who's in heaven now, and had the privilege of being in the speaker's room with him before the service. Sometimes it'd be just me and him. And I greatly respected him, still do. Knew the Lord had called him and even appeared to him at times. And, and uh, so I thought my first time or two I was in the room with him, I thought, man, this is my opportunity. Getting my questions answered, and, you know. <laughs> Yeah, what are y'all laughing about? And so uh, I, I thought real carefully about the best thing to say and do. And so I, I brought some things up and 
when it got quiet and and he just said, hmm. And that was it. And he paused a little bit and he said, well, go on and uh, get, get the service started and crank them up good. I thought, well, that didn't go too good, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, next time I, I was in that situation, I, I, I checked my heart. I thought, Lord, I, that did, that, I didn't feel right. It didn't seem right. What it, and, and the Lord dealt with me. He said, don't try to get him to talk about what you want to talk about. See what, if anything, he wants to talk about. And go with that. And he said, and besides that, that works real good in prayer with me. <laughs> Instead of trying to get God to talk about what you want to talk about. Find out what he wants to talk about and listen. And so I, I forget it was some days it passed and. And so I, if he wanted to be quiet, I just sat there and was quiet, which is reasonable. He's about to minister. Are y'all with me? I was being foolish, young and dumb. And uh, one day he looked at me. He said, you know, such as so he started talking. So I listened. And when I made a, a comment, it was about what he was talking about. And then I listened and it went real good. Hallelujah. And I learned some things. And come to find out, that's what I needed to hear too. I didn't know it, but I needed to be thinking about that. We need to stop trying to get God to conform to us. And just listen to us. We want to listen to Him. See what He's wanting to say. What He's wanting to talk about. But anyway, in in, in 2 Corinthians 12... Six, he said, though I would desire to glory, I'll not be a fool. I'll say the truth. I forbear lest any man should think of me above that which he sees me to be or that he hears of of me. Now, he, he says this because he's described how he was caught up to heaven. He saw things. He heard things. He's received revelation. God used this man to pen much of the New Testament. And so he is so anointed, so blessed, so used of God. But he said, I don't want you to think of me above, you know, what you see me or or hear me. Verse 7, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Now, people have taken this verse, and they have done all kind of stuff with it that has nothing to do with the context. People have taken thorn in the flesh and turned it into a physical ailment. People say, well, it said flesh. No, thorn in the flesh is a figure of speech. You see it used in other portions in the scripture, thorn in the side, thorn in the neck. We we say today, pain in the neck. Pain. What's a thorn? A thorn is a prick, and it's a constant irritation. Thorn in the flesh is not literal. It's a figure of speech. And what is, people have 
you know, conjectured about what is this uh, thorn in the flesh. Well, you don't have to wonder. It tells you. It's a messenger of Satan. This did not come from God. Are y'all with me? Somebody said, yeah, but it was, it was to keep him humble. No, it wasn't. No. God's not opposed to your being exalted. He's opposed to you doing it. Did I lose somebody? The Bible said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. In due time. God's not opposed to you being exalted. He wants you to come up. He wants you to succeed. This was about the abundance of the revelations that Paul had gotten. Well, who doesn't want the revelation getting out? God who gave it or the enemy? It was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. And this is not hard to figure out. You can see it. If you read the book of Acts, everywhere Paul went, he had revival and riot. (laughs) People financed their own way to follow him around and cause him trouble. Now, that's devilish. Right? I mean, when people are, are spending their own money to travel and pay their hotel bills just to cause you cause a preacher problems. This was this messenger of the enemy sent to buffet him uh, so that these revelations didn't get out, so that they were quieted, so they were hindered. And so, uh, verse 8 He said, for this thing, this what thing? This messenger of Satan. I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. It what? The messenger of Satan. Now, why did he have to keep asking the Lord? Because the Lord didn't tell us to ask him to make the devil leave us alone. This is one of the prayers God can't answer. So what do you mean? Two big prayers God can't answer. One, if you ask him to do what he's already done, he can't answer that prayer. How can he? Two, if you ask him to do what he told you to do, he can't answer that prayer. Because he'd have to change and say, okay, I know I told you to do it, but... Forget it. I'll take care of it. The Bible does not tell us to ask God to make the devil stop. The Bible tells us to resist the devil. And he will flee from us. Didn't it say that? The Bible says whatever we bind will be bound. Is that what it says? Now I know a lot of church going people, they don't believe that. And so they're going to keep begging God to make the devil stop. And they're going to get the same results, which is nothing, over and over and over again. What did the Lord tell him? He said, he didn't say, you're just going to have to live with this. What did he say? My grace is sufficient for you. 
Oh, somebody say, His grace grace. is sufficient for me. He said, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my weakness. Infirmity means weakness. Weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul got a revelation. Keep going. Therefore, I take pleasure in weaknesses, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, that's when I am my strongest. Hallelujah. Why? Because I'm not just strong in my might and my power. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And when I'm doing what He told me to do and I run out of gas, that's when I tap in. Hallelujah. I tap into the stream that can't be diminished. I tap into the strength and might of the greater one inside. Hallelujah. Let me read this to you from another translation. The Weiss translation, he said. He said, he's, uh, he said, concerning this three times, I beg the Lord that he might depart from me. See, Weiss says he, that he might depart from me. And this is very accurate. He refers to what? The messenger of the devil. Did God send the messenger of the devil? No. No. And he has said, he, God has said to me, and his declaration still stands. Don't you like this? My grace is enough for you. My power is moment by moment coming into its full energy and complete operation in the sphere of weakness. Therefore, most gladly. Will I rather boast in my weaknesses in order that the power of the Christ may take up its residence in me. Hallelujah. Working within me and giving me help. Wherefore I'm well content in weaknesses and insults and necessities and persecutions and in circumstances under which I'm subject to extreme pressure on behalf of Christ. For when I am weak... Then I am filled with ability and power. Well, if I'm weak, where's this strength coming from? It's not my strength. I'm weak. So how am I getting strong? His ability. His power. His strength in me. Oh, somebody say his strength. In me. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. How could you glory in challenges and necessities and weaknesses? This Paul said, this is what he learned. How could you do this? It's faith, brother. That when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling pushed, when you're feeling maxed and weak, by faith, you tell people around you, watch what's about to happen. (laughs) Just watch. Watch what's about to kick in here. Because I am at the end of what I can do. And every time I get here, here comes the big boss. Oh, here comes the big spirit. Hallelujah. Watch what's about to happen. (laughs) And before it was over with, uh, overwhelming strength and overwhelming victory. Oh, somebody say thank you, Lord. 
Now the Lord ministers this to us by his word, by his spirit, by his angels. I want to show you a couple of instances where this has happened, by his angels. Look with me, and they'll put it on the screen for us. In the book of uh, Matthew, chapter 4, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and nights, and he was fasting all that time, and he's resisting the enemy all that time, and when it was ended, the Bible said he was hungry. And, and you could understand, he's weak. He's weak physically. He's been pressed and pushed. But he did not yield. He did not yield to temptation. He did not give in. He did not compromise what the Father was showing him and telling him or the, or the Word. And when it was done, Matthew 4, 11, then the devil leaves him. He, he actually ran out of stuff to do <laughs> with Jesus. He, he, he did every trick he'd ever done on a human being, and none of it worked on, on him. The devil leaves him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Hallelujah. In times when you really need it, angels can minister to you. I know of several testimonies that I've heard people say, and even some people that I know something about and, and know they wouldn't just make up a story. I remember one, one minister who'd been going through a real ordeal, physically and emotionally. And uh, he said he was just, <laughs> he was at the end of his rope, as they say, and, and he fell off to sleep. And, and he said he, he was startled and he woke up and there was this big man sitting beside him with his hands on his chest. He said he just looked at him with the sweetest expression and said, that's all right, just go back to sleep. <laughs> and he said, and why he did, he didn't know, but he just went right back off to sleep. <laughs> he said he's sure it was an angel and that he was doing something to him. And he didn't know what he said, but when he woke up, he felt, as they say, like a million bucks. He thought, man, what has happened to me? And then he remembered that what happened last night. You know, sometimes when you go to sleep and wake up, you forget what happened in the middle of the night. But it came back to him. He realized, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This happened with Jesus. It also happened with him in when he was under some of the most pressure that he was under in his whole life. In the garden when he was praying, you remember, not my will but thine be done, Luke 22. Luke 22 and 43. Luke 22 and 43, there appeared an angel unto him from heaven. Doing what? This is Luke 22:43. Appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. How did he do that? How did he do that? Ever how he did, it was effective. Jesus became like other men. He didn't cease being God, but he laid aside 
his power and his, his glory as God. And he functioned as a man. Well, as a man, you could get tired. As a man, you could be pressed and pushed. And at this point, Jesus was pushed to the point, blood's coming out of his pores. Resisting temptation, he needed some help. And here comes this angel. Hallelujah. And strengthens him. And quickens him. We see at least twice in the life of Jesus where this happened. Why would we be talking about this? I believe some people in our own congregations are going to experience this in the very near future. Hallelujah. Could be today, could be tonight, or in the coming days and weeks. Hallelujah. Somebody say, He is my strength. Now you don't you don't pray to angels, you don't try to see angels, they're just ministers, they're just messengers. But you need to be open to the Lord using them to help you when and if you need it. In Daniel, I want you to look here at another instance. Daniel ten, we see an angel ministered to Daniel. And strengthened him and quickened him. Some people have said, I I just don't know if I can make it. I don't think I'm strong enough. Let me help you with that. You're not. (laughs) But you're not alone. I, I don't know if I can hold out. If it's just your strength, you won't. You'll run out. But that doesn't mean you have to fail. When you are weak, that's when you'll be strong. When you'll tap in to his ability and his strength and his quickening spirit. The Bible said in Daniel 10, Daniel had been seeking the Lord. And the Lord sent an angel, said, Behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and I spoke, and he said and said to him that stood before me, O my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have no strength. For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me straightway there remains no strength in me, neither is there any breath left in me. Because of this Amazing experience. Daniel was flat on the ground on his face, couldn't move, didn't have enough strength to even get up or stand up. He felt like he couldn't breathe. The angel had to touch his mouth so he could talk. And when he did talk, this is what he said. He said, I don't have any strength. Then there came again and touched me like one, like the appearance of a man. And he did what? He strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly beloved. Does God love you? Two. Fear not. Peace be unto you. Listen. Be strong. Yea, be strong. And when he had spoken to me, I was strengthened. When did it happen? When the words were uttered. Not just a pep talk. Not just encouragement. Empowerment. Be strong. Yes, be strong. Hallelujah. 
And he said, when he said it, when he had spoken to me, I was strengthened. And I said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. I can take it now. Hallelujah. I can receive what I need to receive. I can hear what I need to hear. I can finish this experience because you've strengthened me. Did you know you have angels too? The Bible said that God's angels, are they not all, Hebrews says, ministering spirits sent to minister for those who shall be heirs of salvation? That's you. That's you. Jesus said concerning children, he said, don't you know that their angels, their angels do behold the face of my father? Brother Hagin said one time the Lord told him, he said, don't think you lose your angel just because you grow up. <laughs> Why would you? A lot of folks need them as much now as they did when they were kids. Is that right? They're still just as wild. And... But anyway, you do. But this is one of the things that the angels of the Lord can do. Whether you see it or know it or not. Now, you would know it as far as being quickened. But you might not see anything or hear anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Notice how the angel did this on on this occasion. For all we know, he did the same thing with Jesus. That angel did. But he spoke words. And he said, be strong. Did you know that Joel said, let the weak say, I am strong. What do most people say when they feel weak? I feel weak. Y'all pray for me. I just feel so weak. I don't think I... That's not what the Bible told you to do. When you feel weak, what did the scripture say? Let the weak say, I am strong. Somebody say it out loud. I am strong. Not just strong in yourself. You're strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. If you got something that's been bothering you, let's say you got a kidney that's been weak, you got an ankle that's been weak, you got an eye that's been weak, don't just refer to it as my bad eye, my weak eye. You decree a thing, that's how it'll be. Call the weak one strong. Look at it, talk to it. Say, kidney, you're my kidney, and I'm talking to you. Kidney, be strong. Hallelujah. Eye, be strong. Ear, be strong. Joint, be strong. Whatever it is, speak to it and release faith. And if you do, spiritual things are real. Life begins to flow. It begins to quicken. Don't say, I can't hardly get around. I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'm just old. I'm old and slow. You know, I ain't strong as I used to be. I ain't what I used to be. Well, you keep saying it, you'll be even less. Let the weak say, I am strong. Go to the book of Psalms. I want to give you, actually want to minister some medicine to you this morning. Do you know God's word is medicine? Life to those that find it. Health and medicine to all their flesh. We're going to take some strength medicine. Is that all right? 
We're going to take some strength medicine. Strength has already begun to quicken and flow in here in Branson and, and online. But we're going to get more. Thank you, Father. God is faithful. When we need him, he's there. He's always there. When you get to begging and say, God, why won't you do this? Why won't you do this? A lot of times it's something he told you to do. He can't do what he told you to do. But the moment you do what he told you to do, there's going to be a connection. The moment Paul saw that, strength came into him and he got so much strength he got excited about it and he said this is great look at this in fact I'm going to shout next time I feel weak why because I know what's about to happen next I'm about to get quickened when I run out here comes strength far beyond me when I am weak then I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind Psalms Thank you, Lord. Are you there? In the book of Psalms, look at the 18th verse. We're going to go through and read some of these. There's a bunch of these. I'm just going to give you a handful. Psalm 18.32. Now, in order for medicine to work, you have to follow the directions. And so you, you take medicine with your mouth. And you take God's medicine with your ears and your mouth too. So say it out loud. Psalm 1832. It is God that girds me with strength. Now gird means to go around, encircle you like a belt. He encircles me with strength and he makes my way perfect. Psalm 27 verse 1. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord, come on, sit out loud. The Lord is the strength of my life. Hallelujah. Of whom shall I be afraid? We need to say that phrase, the Lord is the strength of my life. We need to say it out loud two or three times. Everybody say it out loud. The Lord is the strength of my life. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes and say it two or three times. The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is the strength of my life. Hallelujah. Isaiah said he never gets weary. He never gets faint. There's no end. To his strength. He doesn't run out. And it also said he gives strength to the weary. To them that have no strength. He increases strength. He gives power to the faint. If you feel faint. You need to act like Paul. Start shouting. Because <laughs> you're in a position to get quickened. Beyond what you could ever do for yourself. Verse 13, Psalm 27, 13 says, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 
Verse 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now, this wait is an expectancy. It's not just a passive waiting to see if anything's going to happen. Why would you be of good courage? You're expect. What are you expecting? He'll strengthen my heart. Strength is coming to me. Hallelujah. Strength is coming to me. Back in uh, my teenage days, my dad, myself, my cousins. My cousins were racers, drag racers. And uh, we'd tinker with cars all the time. Try to make them go faster. This is pre, this is before the days of fuel injection. People say, when was that? Back in the Stone Age. (laughs) Not that long ago. But what you could get is a four barrel. Or you could get three two barrels. Or two giant four barrels. And what you're doing is you're running along on those front barrels. It's pumping fuel. But when you really needed some power. (laughs) I'm looking around to see if anybody knows what I'm talking about. When you really needed some power. You kick it on down. And those back barrels open up. And oh brother. Here comes a flood of gasoline. And air. And the explosions just become that much greater. Well how many know God. Has a full barrel. <laughs> There's somebody greater in you. Somebody more than what you've been running on. And when you need him. Don't pull over to the side and quit. Just put your foot on down. Just put your foot. It's kind of like hitting passing gear. Put your foot on down. And you'll tap into him. You'll tap into his power. There will be a surge. Of strength and power. Psalm 28. 7 and 8. Some of you need to write these verses down in particular. Not, maybe, not just some of you. If it's not something you're going to use next week, God might use you to help somebody else. Right. With just, you can just sit down and you can just take them through these verses and, and y'all say them out loud. Great things can happen in, in just a matter of minutes. Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord, say it out loud with me, The Lord is my strength. And my shield, my heart trusted in him, and I am helped. He says, therefore my heart greatly rejoices. With my song I'll praise him. Verse 8 says, the Lord is their strength. He's the saving strength of his anointed. Say it out loud again. The Lord is my strength. He is the saving strength. Of his anointed. I'm his anointed. His strength. Is my strength. Psalm 29.11. 29.11 says. The Lord will give strength. To his people. The Lord will bless. His people with peace. Somebody said. Well I don't know if it would be God's will. To give you strength or not. Can you read? Is the Bible, is the Word of God, the will of God? Well, he might, he might not. The Lord will. 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 Anybody believe the Bible? Now, you can believe religious, you can believe junk, or you can believe the Bible. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Psalm 31, 24. Be of good courage, 
And he shall strengthen your heart, all you that hope in the Lord. Now, our part is to not give up. The thing he needs from us is to not quit, not give up. If you're of good courage, what does that mean? You may feel weak. You may feel defeated. But you look up from your weakness and go, this is not the end. I'm, 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 I'm trusting God. When I'm weak, that's, that's when I get strong. That's when I'm strong. I'm expecting. And if you give him that courage, what did it say? You, understood the subject is you, you be of good courage and he will strengthen my heart. Said out loud, I don't quit, I don't quit. and he strengthens me. And he strengthens me. <laughs> I, I don't let myself get discouraged. I, I, I encourage myself and I say, this is not the end. I'm going to make it. I'm going all the way. Thank you, Lord. The devil will try to paint a picture of you failing, of you dying prematurely, of you losing everything you got. Don't believe it. Don't believe, don't be discouraged. Be courageous. Be courageous. And he will strengthen your heart. He will. Psalm 68, 28. There's a bunch of these here, but I'll skip over some. Psalm 68, 28. Thy God has commanded your strength. Strengthen, O God, that which you have wrought for us. Said out loud, my God, my God has, commanded has commanded my strength. My strength. And, he and he does strengthen all he has worked, he has worked for, me. for me. Hallelujah. Now Psalm 71, this is one of my favorites here. I, I, I say this from time to time over myself just as I'm going doing things. Psalm 71 and 9, he's praying a prayer and God answers him out of his own mouth. He said, cast me not off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength fails. Keep reading. My enemies speak against me. They that lay wait for my soul take counsel together. Skip on down to verse 16. All this is good, but for time's sake. Notice that verse. When my strength fails, what's he going to do? I will go in the strength of the Lord God. Hallelujah. I will make mention of your righteousness, even of yours only. Oh God, you've taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared your wondrous works. Now also, when I'm old and gray-headed, oh God, forsake me not till I have shown your strength unto this generation, and your power to everyone that is to come. Said out loud, verse 16, put it back up. Said out loud, I will go in the strength. Of the Lord God. Say it with me. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. There will be times people will say you can't go. You're not able to go. 
You can't afford to go. I want to tell, tell me what you, what, what you say. I, I will go. In the strength of the Lord God. I just, I don't know that I can make it. I don't feel like I can make it. Don't say that. Say this. I will go in the strength of the Lord. I don't feel like I can get out of bed. I don't feel like I can put one foot in front. Don't say that. Say, I will go. 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 This is one of my favorites. Can you tell? <laughs> no, no matter how I feel, I say, I will. I will get up and go to church this morning. And I will preach these people happy. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I No matter how long it's been or how hard it's been, I will get up. I will get on that plane. I will go where we need to go. We will preach. We will pray. We will prophesy. We will lay hands on the sick and cast out devils. We will go. And if I run out, no matter, because that's when the forebearer kicks in. That's when the greater one just comes right on in and buoys me up. And strengthens me and strengthens you when it looks like it can't be done. When others says you can't go, you open your mouth, you stand up, you say it bold, you say it loud. You say, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will go. I'll go. <laughs> Psalm 84. Psalm 84, verse 5. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. Is your strength in him? In whose heart are the ways of them. Who passing through the valley of Bacah make it a well. The rain also fills the pools. Now this is not dry and drought. This is full. They go from what? From strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. Said out loud, we go. We go. From strength, from strength to strength. To strength. <laughs> we go from strength to strength. Now listen, friend. If you're trying to analyze this with your intellect and you're not enjoying it as much as the people sitting beside you, you need to quit that. You don't receive with your head. You don't believe with your intellect. You believe with your heart. It's a choice to believe. You're not just getting information. This is not just information. When the Lord says be strong, it's an empowerment. When I'm speaking these words over you, I'm releasing my faith over you. When you're speaking these words over yourself, you're releasing faith. And you are being strengthened this morning. In your spirit and your soul and your mind and your emotions and your body. Say it out loud. I go from strength to strength. Let's say it together. I am going from strength to strength. I am going from strength 
to strength. Hallelujah. I'm going from strength to strength. Hallelujah. From strength to strength to strength to strength. Anybody remember New Testament scriptures? Philippians. Was it 4.13? Put it on the screen for us please. Philippians 4.13. What does it say? I can't. I can't. You don't understand. I can't. I've tried. I can't. They say. The tests say. The results say. I can't. I can't. (laughs) Every time I say that, think about my little brother and I growing up on the farm. Uh, Mom, she didn't think there was a job too big for us to accomplish. I mean, dear me, she'd plant 10 acres of peas. If there was an old abandoned building, she'd think we'd take all, we're going to take all those stones and lumber and move them down here and build something. Oh, my word. And, and if we got hot and we're tired, we'd say, Mama, I can't, you know, little, little, little boys. And she said, can't never could do nothing. Come on. <laughs> can't never could do nothing. That's not the best English, but do you know what we're talking about? If you say you can't, you can't. You're locked. You're there. Does the Bible say you can't? What does the Bible say? Come on, help me out. I can. So when you say I, when you say I can't, you're talking about your strength. But he's not talking about your strength. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do it. I can do this. Maybe you're in the middle of some kind of studies. Maybe you're in this, some kind of training or something. And it seems so challenging. And it seems so, so hard. Don't stop and say, I can't. This is too hard. I've been out of school too long. I, I don't like this. I, I'm not up for this. Stop it. Stop it. Get a hold of your mouth. Mm. You, you're going to hurt yourself with this. Say by faith, even though it looks and feels so different. Say, I can. I can do this through Christ. Maybe I can't do it in myself, but I can do it with his help. I can do it through Christ who strengthens me. Finally, in closing, I think, Ephesians 6. Go back to our text. We're going to take this now as medicine. We're going to take it. Medicine... In order for it to work, you take it, you receive it. You don't always experience the results instantly. But it gets in you and it starts working. Sometimes you do right away. Sometimes it takes a period of days or weeks or months. I, uh, this connected with Joel that said, let the weak say I am strong. I have seen this work so miraculously. Years ago, when I was working in healing school, we'd have people in the class on a regular basis that were pronounced incurable, chronic problems, terminal, just on a regular basis. And I've seen this work so amazingly. But one of the more pronounced times was when I was down in Central America on a mission trip. And uh, somebody had mentioned to me that a sister, a minister, in the Lord that was a a faith preacher had uh, been attacked with cancer and for many months 
and then had lost down to nothing and was bedfast and not able to eat. And the doctor said they don't know how she's still alive. And she was there and had asked, could, could we come by? Well, it, it worked where we could, and we went by. When I came in the room, she was bedfast and just skin and bone, skeletal, yellow jaundice, just the very picture of death. And uh, she tried to speak, but I couldn't hear her. So I went over uh, to where she was, and I had to put my head down close to her mouth to even hear her. And what she said was, Brother Keith, I'm so weak. I can't eat anything. She had cancer of the stomach. She said, everything I eat just comes right back up. And I can't keep anything down. Well, she's literally starving to death. And she looks like she might not make it the afternoon. Well, I'm searching my heart. Now, is God able to heal? Yes. Did Jesus take our infirmities? Yes, sir. Bear our sicknesses, carry our pains, yes, and by stripes we're healed. Yes, sir. Then what's, what's this? Well, he also bore the sins of everybody on the planet. Why are billions not saved? It's a matter of receiving it. All of us have come short receiving something that we could have or should have. But what do I do to help? I'm only there for a little bit of time, going back to the States. Came right up in me. Let the weak say, I am strong. I said, Sister, I said, you know this. Y'all got time for me to tell this story? I believe I should. Uh, I said, Sister, you know this. Was it Joel 3.10? Let the weak say, I'm strong. I said, I, I believe you and I need to say this. She said, I said, don't say that anymore. Don't say that anymore. I, I know you feel that way. I know you look that way. I know you are that way in the natural. But what did the Bible say? Let the weak say. Let the weak do what? Say. Should we, should we practice this or not? Yes, sir. Let the weak say. Let the weak what? Say. Think. Say, let the weak say, I'm strong. So I just sat down beside her and I, I said, I am strong in the Lord. She said, I am strong in the Lord. It took, took a while. I said, that's good. That's good. Let's say it again. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong. Come on, help me out. I'm strong in the... If she could say it, I know you can say it. 
I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. Strength is coming up right now. I'm strong in the Lord. And I begin to we begin to emphasize each word. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong in Thee, Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. Then we begin to say, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I'm strong in the power of His might. I'm strong. And it it amazed me to see what happened in this woman. Her eyes begin to lighten a little bit. She slid up on the pillow a little bit. She got to where I could hear her without leaning down. And over the course of the next 30 to 45 minutes, she's sitting on the side of the bed, seeing I'm saying I'm strong loud enough you could hear her outside the house. Now this is miraculous. Anyway, you cut it. This is miraculous. She looked at me, she said, Oh, Brother Keith, oh, Brother Keith, it's going all over me. So we just praised God and praised God and thanked God. I knew it wasn't done, though. I knew unless some other changes were made, she could slide right back into this and it wouldn't take long. I said, my sister, she was was so thankful, so excited. I was too. It's obvious something great has happened here. I said, look at me, dear. Never again say you have no appetite. Never again say you can't eat. I know what you've experienced. I don't doubt it a bit. I know it's been awful. I know it's been bad. But let the weak say, I am strong. What if you have no appetite? Faith calls those things that be not. As though they were. I said, here's here's what you say, sister. You say, I have a voracious appetite. (laughs) And when I eat, it stays down. I said, say it with me right now. Now, you may not want to say that, but (laughs) she needed to. She's starving to death. She's skin and bones. I have a voracious appetite. So she said it. And when I eat, it stays down. And so I I had to say that two or three more times. When I eat, it stays down. I said, now listen to me. If you eat something and it touches your stomach and immediately you you throw up and you feel sick, you think you're going to die. I said, as soon as you quit throwing up, you wipe your mouth and you say, when I eat. It stays down. That's right. So th- this is where people lose the battle. They say a few things and then they have some challenges and they go, I don't understand. I was saying it stays down and it didn't stay down. You're not supposed to be moved by what you see. We don't walk beside. We walk by faith. 
You're going to see some things. You're going to feel some things. Nobody's going to get through life without seeing some things and feeling some things that's not in line with what you want and what you believe in. But don't be moved. Somebody say, don't be moved. Don't be moved by what you're feeling, by what you're seeing. Let your faith take the preeminence. And if you've, had, if you've gone through a bad episode of something, as soon as you get through it, or in the middle of it, it's better, even better, you say, I, these, none of these things move me. This does not move me. This is what I believe. And this is what I'm saying. I said, Sister, I believe, I believe this is the Lord now. Do it, please. She said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I believed her. Months later, I was in a conference in the States. I saw somebody that was down from the, down in that area, Central America. And they said, uh, you went by to see Sister So-and-so? I said, yeah, yeah. I wanted to hear what they say. Because without, without God, she would, she's not going to be alive. She looked like she could have died days before that. And they said, did you hear that she uh, gained a bunch of weight and she's doing good? I said, I said I'm not surprised. <laughs> I am so glad to hear it. But I'm not shocked because I was believing with her. They said, man, she has a voracious appetite. And she just, <laughs> and she just man, she ate and ate and ate. And they said, she's, she's gained, I think it was 20 pounds. And she went back to work. She's ministering again. Somebody say, glory to God. That's nothing short of a miracle. She was bed fast, skin and bone. Couldn't eat. Couldn't keep anything down. Let the weak Say, I am strong. Stand on your feet, everybody. Put Ephesians 6.10 back up there. Let's take another good strong dose of this before I let you out of here. Say it out loud. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Come on, let's say it together. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am strong. Hallelujah. In the Lord. And in the power of His might. Just say the three words now. I am strong. I am strong. I 
am strong. I am strong. I am strong. I am strong. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, you can go home, sit down in your chair, and take another hour of that if you want to. Amen. 